It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. Oh, the... <laughs> I mean... We're only live on one. We're only live on thank, one. Thank goodness. Thank the risen Lord. Here Rachel, we are. Rachel Hollis is back. I gotta drink some smoothie. Sorry, guys. The smoothie literally could kill me. I know. I know you don't like you don't like the taste and you don't like the smell, but I am very hungry. And I don't like the poison inside of it. Yes, Dave is allergic to chia seeds, and my morning smoothie involves chia seeds, so he's afraid to even be around it, really. Uh, but you know, a girl's got to eat. Does she? She does. She does. She does. Okay. Well, hope I don't die today. Welcome. From your lips to God's ears, honey. Welcome That's to Thursday. That's the standard that we're setting for today. Just let Dave make it as long as through the day. Death doesn't happen. Your hair looks a little bit like Jimmy Neutron, boy genius. Let me see if I can get it a little higher. There we go. There it now is. Now you look like. What's the redheaded guy that has a late night show on TBS? Conan. Conan O'Brien. That's what you look like. You look like the Italian Conan O'Brien. I gotta go get a haircut. Um, a ha you do. Well, you need to get it. It's a very special. We have started the countdown. We are we are forty eight hours. We are in the forty eight hour window. Coming of in hot. Rise together. Rise together conference. If you do not know, if you're not already going, hello. Uh, we have our first ever couples conference is this weekend in Austin. We're really excited. We have 400 people coming in from all over the place to work on their relationship, to work and make their marriage stronger, to learn to communicate, to learn about it's intimacy, gonna be awesome. to talk about all the things. It's going to be awesome. That starts tomorrow night with a cocktail party. I think it should be like one of us drinks, one of us talks. No, so I was. When I go to drink, I feel like you should you should like cover for me. I like cheersing with poison feels like a slap in the face of toasts. Um, it's not poison to me. Well. If I had a smoothie full of walnuts, walnuts. Yeah, I wouldn't right. be like, hey, let me rub this in your face Well, I'm area. not like spitting it into your mouth. I'm not baby birding it into your mouth. Are I'm you? Just, I'm just, Are you? Just over here drinking. Here's the thing. If you had an allergy to chia seeds that was like, what's it called when your allergy, not ingestible, but when it's like in the air? Like some people have an allergy where if it's in the air, you're in trouble. I'm pretty sure you I have an airborne allergy problem. No, you have a mental allergy problem. You, you are, have a mental allergy problem. Like if Dave gets something, if Dave gets food ever and there's even like a speck of something black on it, like a sesame seed, woe betide the sesame seed getting on. He's like, is this chia? And like the chef will assure him, they'll be like, the sir, we, is, don't even, we don't even own chia. We don't I have chia in this restaurant. I've never even heard of chia seeds until ch this. Chia. You understand that's where chia seed comes from, right? Oh, I had chia heard pet. of chia seeds. Yeah, you had. What if I'd been given a chia seed kit 
and then died making a small llama that it, grew into a plant. It wasn't going to absorb through your fingertips. You don't have that kind of allergy. Oh, oh. You have I didn't know you were for the CDC. <laughs> this is so good. Everybody, if you have any allergy questions today, Bring them let's on over. just go ahead and let the expert here tell us whether or not Honey. I would have died from trying to make a small Barack Obama chia pet grow a big green piece of hair. Yes. Uh, hello. Um, we have a funny story that happened. We do have a funny that story. That we saved. We were like, we cannot tell the story. It's not funny. It's horrible. But it's, it's funny. terrible. And it's the worst. We're kind of. You're going to judge us. It's still funny. Right now. Yeah. We saved it, though. We saved it for when we were together again to tell you the story. Because number one, only us. Number two, yeah. of course this happened. <laughs> number three, just in case you think on any level that we are like, oh, those Hollises, they're, they're, they're getting it done. They're great. I will say this too before we even tell the story. This is what happens when you have four kids, when you've had eight kids in your house. The like minimal nature of our reaction to this thing, if this was our first child, we would have been forget it. Freaking out. And Ladies we were and like, gentlemen. Yeah. Ford Hollis. Ford Hollis. Age six. Six. Pepper sprayed himself. He's a curious boy, this Ford Hollis. He pepper sprayed Pepper sprayed himself. himself. Yeah. Okay. Had a babysitter. Sweet girl. We love her. She helps us out. Um, she's in college. And a college girl, you know, to be safe, I suppose. She, yeah, to be safe. To be safe. She has pepper spray on her keychain. Yeah. Ford Hollis felt like it would be a good idea. And and just, I just want to, I just want clarity right now. I'm going to tell you just straight up. This is his fault. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is 100% Ford's fault. He decided he was going to go rifle through her purse like some kind of delinquent. He wanted to see what was happening. Digs through her purse, gets into the zipper pocket. He knows better. He's not three. He's six. Digs through the pocket, finds her keychain on said keychain, little spray. Oh, I should. Oh, here's an unknown substance. Here's a thing I've never seen before. Let me go. I should probably spray this in my face. So we get a phone. So I get a phone call in my face. I get a phone call. We the the sitter was only like we only really needed her for like two hours. Uh, it was like hey maybe yes. maybe three hours at the most. And we I get a phone call and I'm like okay 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 all right everything's okay. And in the background you can hear Ford. Screaming. Wailing because Screaming. pepper spray. Pepper spray. And I'm like, okay, everything's fine. She's like, I called poison control. I'm getting the kids we're into the car. We're on our way to the hospital. We're going to the ER. And we were like, and like hold, hold, on, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did poison control say that we needed the hospital? Did, do we need the hospital? Hold on. Uh, this is, t y'all judge. Go ahead and judge. But you know, we <laughs> have, so we have four children. We have been foster parents to four children so eight children that's a thousand so and eight children you and i know we all know if you've ever had to take your kid to an er you know you're in for the night you know you know you're not getting out there till 3 a.m and chances are as soon as you put their name he's gonna be fine he'll be fine but you're gonna sit in the er until three o'clock in the morning for the doctor to say he's a dummy you know don't have pepper spray in your house. So the like 
From the first call, I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me collect my thoughts. Let me go tell Rachel what's happening because she called me. And then we have this quick conversation and I call back and I said, okay, how is, how is he doing? What's going on? And she says, he's jumped into the pool. Yep. He's decided yep. that he's going to jump in the pool to Douse get himself. the pepper spray I think off. that's a smart idea. And that was... great plan. For. Not the right remedy. No, that wasn't that right. That is not okay. what you do when no. you spray yourself with no. pepper spray. What do you do? Milk? Uh, here, like, I think you just, like, let time go by and think about I mean, the choices you have I think you wash made. it off. Yeah, so, so she's like... I thought was a great So she's like, all right, we are in the car. We are going to drive to the ER. Yes. And I said, all right, you know what? Well, the worst poor thing was she, uh, Jackson walks home from school. So this was right when Jackson's walking home from school. So she's like, we're going to the ER, but first we're sitting at the bus stop for Jackson because we got to get Jackson before we go. And I'm like, wait a minute. If Ford can be at a bus stop hanging out in the van yeah. and he's fine. He'll be okay. We don't He'll need be an okay. ER visit. So then we were we like, don't. you know what? Let, give it, give it. 10 minutes, they had to wait for 10 minutes for Jackson at the bus stop. Give it 10 minutes and let's see. And his face was red. His face was a little red. His arm was red. He was his skin. By the time we got there, so like 40 minutes had gone by, we had to drive home. He's completely fine. They've ordered pizza. Everything's cool. I, I have to say though, the face of the babysitter, like the babysitter. Oh, like, our poor babysitter. God bless her. She was. She was distraught. She was so upset. And she was rightfully so. And here's, like, <laughs> this is so terrible. But, uh, the, the, there's more. And so she, she's like, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have. It's okay. But also. I scratched the minivan. When I was pulling out in our hurry to get the Poor kid thing. to the ER. She's like ready to cry. I scraped the side of your minivan against. We're like, that only adds. Like, to the specialness awesome. of the minivan. Awesome. I don't that like... only adds something extra to the swagger wagon. <laughs> don't you worry, sis. Minivans were made to be scratched. One day when we You're put fine. the 2015 Toyota Sienna up for sale, that scratch mark, that's, that's, gonna, that's, legendary. A, story, that's a story to legendary. tell. Legendary. Bye. Have a good day. Have a good Love day, brother. Um, yeah. No, that was a... That, and honestly, this was... Dave said, okay. Uh, Ford pepper sprayed himself, and this is my exact reaction. Of course, of yeah, course he of did. Of course he did. That of course makes he did. total sense to yeah. us. Why wouldn't he pepper spray himself? <laughs> so everyone, I had to send like four texts over the course of like two days, just affirming number one. Are humans being alive yeah. was the measure of whether this Kids was a Great. good babysitting yep. or a bad babysitting experience. Yes. Number two, that. Toyota Siennas were actually built to be scratched. I think that is in the manual. It's like, hey, if you're going to scratch it, scratch it right here along this retractable door. And by the way, the heats, the seats are heated. Yeah. If you have a minivan and there aren't right now like Cheerios on the floor of it, probably a sippy cup yeah. with some old milk under a seat. What life are you living? What are you? Li what's your minivan for? Why do you have a minivan? Do you want a cleaning service? Why do you? What? Are you, are you a delivery driver? Trying to not have a date do for the next Uber? 10 years? What, what? Are you a taxi driver? Because if you're a mom and you got a minivan, you're just like, scratch it, it up. What it is. Scratch it up. It is what it is. I, the thing is, I want to scratch the other side just so that it looks scratch like matching. It's like racing. 
piercing stripes. So that was what happened in our lives. Ford is fine. My point, though, from the beginning is this, because there are some humans here that are watching that are like, I've got this one kid and we just dropped the pacifier on the floor and we got to boil that pacifier. And the answer is no. Put the pacifier in your mouth and pull it back out and get your saliva to be the cleaning solution and put it back in your kid's mouth and move on with life. one kid. Remember with Jackson, he's our oldest. We take him out in the in the baby care. You cover it with the blanket. You're like, don't let anyone get near this precious. We didn't leave our house for months. We had Noah. Like, throw that girl in a throw that girl in a Bjorn. Let's go. We got places to go. We got people Let's to go. see. Don't touch her. I mean, don't you know? Don't get near my newborn. But other than that, here we go. So yeah, that babysitter scarred for life. Bless her. See you on Saturday. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was so funny because I like, take her mind off of it. She goes to tea, and I'm like, oh, so what is, what's your major in school? Because I'd never asked her. And she's like, well, I mean, it was like pre-med, but after today, I'm like, oh, it's, it's okay, babe. It's okay. One mace spring or pepper, are, pepper spring. We are the dream parents to babysit for, though, oh. because there are parents who would have lost their mind. But what's the point of that? No, Who cares? I'm sorry. Mind? It doesn't and even I'm matter. And I'm sorry. If I find out that the babysitter in a fit of rage sprayed my six-year-old in the face with pepper spray. Oh, we're, we're having a different kind This is where <laughs> I learn to fight. Like I fiz- I'm going to get, I'm going to fisticuffs. Okay. Yeah. And I know better. I'm not going to do this. That'll hurt. I got boxing. That's where that's going to come out. But my six-year-old, who's old enough to know better, goes into the high place where she stored her purse, digs through her purse, sees an unknown substance, sprays himself. <laughs> Son, girl, I apologize to you. Yeah. I apologize to you. So We were actually, I mean, like, like it provoked a good conversation, which is like consequences stink. Like mm-hmm. consequences, I, the uh, chapter I'm writing right now. In what this does this mean? Hold on, low connection. Are you connected to the internet? Now it says recording. I don't even know what this means. Oh, I think something's wrong. Oh, jeez. Uh oh. Hold on, Instagram. You're fine. This is what? Why, why would you bring it closer to my face? I'm trying to. How do we check the internet? Is this on the internet? It's on the internet. Connection available. Everything's Woo! fine. Whew, that's scary. Oh, I'm not that scared. I mean, for a minute, we're on a live. It stopped being live. I felt like that was important enough to, you know, figure out as a community. It froze. Wait, what were you saying? No, we, I, what I was saying is, like, uh, <laughs> I'm writing a chapter right now called It's My Job to Fix Their Problems. And the aha moment of actually experiencing the problem and having the consequence is such a mm-hmm. massively important thing that totally contradicts every single thing that I thought I was supposed to do as the dad of the house or as the husband of the house. Like, Ford having to process the consequence of pepper spray. Yeah. Good news, he wasn't hurt. His yeah. eye got red for a couple of seconds. He had yeah. to cry for a little bit. It yeah. stunk. Yeah. But like, man, thank goodness for the fact that he was able to learn that he shouldn't touch things that he doesn't know how they work yeah. because maybe it keeps him I read safe a, in the I future. read an article Jeez. when they were younger about they interviewed this is terrible but they interviewed all of these parents who had adult children who were drug addicts 
and they did a study on what was sort of the connecting thing and the connecting thing for all of these parents, all different um, socioeconomic, all different ways of parenting, but the one connecting thing was all of the parents had kind of run their kids' lives to ensure that nothing bad would ever happen. They protected them from everything. They, you know, if the kid left their homework at home, then mom, you know, went and got the homework and drove it to school. If if they, if it started raining and they didn't take an umbrella when they were supposed to, you know, she made sure they got the umbrella. They never got to experience consequence. And so as a consequence of that, they didn't understand that there could be repercussions. And one of the kids, this the son who was addicted to heroin, I think, which is horrible, mm. said like, you know, the first time they offered me heroin, well, why wouldn't I take it? Because, you know. Nothing bad nothing happens bad when I do happened. bad things, yeah. But then heroin, my understanding is that, I don't know why I'm talking about you know, we're getting, into, we're getting into heroin. Wow, really? But with that drug, it's like you're di- addicted, like almost instantly. Is huh. that real or not real? Did I just make that up? Seems real. I, it, that's the Let's just pretend I have like it's drugs. real if it's not real it's like and one, stay away from one, it. One strike and you're out with that. Like you want it again. So anyway, Guess all of what? that to say, they got to have consequences or they're, they're going to be drug addicts. Okay. Totally different topic, but kind of the same topic. I'm walking into the gym yesterday, no, day before yesterday, and there was a booth set up out front for Dare. Dare still still exists. Yeah. Dare to keep kids off drugs. Dare, D A R E. I don't know what it stands for, but. Dream. Achieve. Baby, achieve, D O D A. You're right, you're right, you're right. Dream, achieve, respect. Endure. I just made it up. I don't know what that's dare not, means. That's not it. Um, who knows what dare means without Googling? Without Googling, what does dare mean? No, um, no, nobody knows. Nobody knows. No, but somebody knows. Dare Someone to keep was kids like, off drugs. Yeah, so dare to keep like, kids off drugs. Awesome. In sixth grade. I don't know Drug abuse resistance education. That makes and total sense. And here's what was awesome too. They, t- they said that they also are now including a conversation about mental health and suicide oh, prevention, which I just great. thought, man, in a world of bullying and everything yeah, else, like, thank so you, dear. Oh. When I was in sixth grade, though, this is very important to understand. We did a dare musical. And I thought this was only us, but I found out later this was like a thing set to the tune of. Total Eclipse of the Heart. I was the the troubled youth, and all the other kids in the class, they wore signs around their necks that said things like heroin, beer, cocaine, cigarettes, tobacco. No, did anyone else have this? And then in the play, two Total Eclipse of the turn around every now and then and then like all the bad substances were circling me while I was in the middle like turn around turn around bright eyes every now and then I fall apart no? Did you like did you punch out tobacco or something? Like did you have to like I think I just like stood stood I wish I stood strong in the midst of the sea I have a hair it's driving me absolutely crazy I didn't want to say anything. No, it's you can't. It's just really bothering. bothering. It's, it's been bothering me. me. It's, been it's bothering, bothering me. me. Oh, sweetness. Mm, hello. Yeah. All right. What, what is that? 
What is what? My hello. I don't want you um, to do that ever again. You know what people were really uh, struck with while uh, you were gone was that in the absence of you being here, the color coordinated nature of these bookshelves really shines. shines through. There they are. And people were just like, wait a second. Do you organize your bookshelves by color? By color? Of course, said, I'm not a course. farmer. Uh-oh. Don't get the FFA oh. mad. Don't get the FFA mad. I will please. never get the FFA mad. I love farmers. The line is from what's the what's the TV show? It was our favorite TV show. What's the TV show with Tina Fey where she's a writer for like SNL? 30 Rock. There is a line in an old episode of 30 Rock where she's someone says to him um, she walks in and he's wearing a tuxedo, Alec Baldwin. And she says, you're wearing, why are you wearing a tuxedo? And he says, it's uh, after five. I'm not a farmer. <laughs> so then that became our line for everything. Any response, we would say, I'm not a farmer. Farmers are the backbone of this country. We love our farmers. I was a longtime member of the FFA. I raised a pig. His name was Jimmy Dean. Rachel gave a, a shout out to the FFA at an and event recently, and they sh and they sent shirts. I love the farmers. Oh. So my farmer thing was a joke. It's a line from a show. It was not actually something about farmers. Yes. Just so we're clear. But we're not farmers. That's why we have this beautiful color coordinated. I asked, yes. like, isn't that the way the library's now organizing books <laughs> by color? Yep. The Dewey Decimal System is gone. It's like blue. Do I organize my closet by color? No, I organize my closet by the type of clothing. So like tank tops, t-shirts, button downs, silky date night, silky work shirt, <laughs> dresses, jeans, shorts, cutoff shorts. <laughs> Man, we could do jeans this. Jeans with embroidery. We could do this jeans all day. Jeans without embroidery. Dark wash jeans. Light wash jeans. Good time. By the type. Because I don't think to myself, I want to wear an orange shirt. I think to myself, I want to wear a t-shirt or I want to wear a tank top. So that's how I organize. That's how you do oh, it. Oh, but I will say amongst the organization of the individual style of clothing, yes, they are color coordinated. Thank goodness. So like all the t-shirts go from light to dark. All the silky go from light to dark. <laughs> Any other questions I about stuff we that made doesn't? It. Can't believe we made it. This is why we're thankful. I mean, what in the world? Oh, we are just here. We are. We're here. How's my closet? Uh, I basically wear the same V-neck T-shirts. You do, every but your closet day. is organized by color. Don't pretend that it's not. Here's the thing: it's organized by color. I brought all of these clothes that I used to wear in a life that previously required more buttons and this. more What's pants. This? It's called a V-neck T-shirt. I understand what it is. Where is it from? It's from the V-neck store, and good life. Good life. I wear what I what I want to project. Good life. Where did we get it though? Don't know. V-neck yeah. store. Anyway. Oh, you know what? Maybe they got it for you at Nordstrom's one time for a photo shoot back in the day. Don't know. All I know is I have this now closet full of things, and there's this one little tiny section of V-necks. And I just pick one out every single day. I want to try and turn into Steve Jobs, where I just wear the same exact thing every day. I don't want that. Too, too late. I don't want that for you. I've already become that person. No, you haven't. You're I'm, wearing the same style of clothing, but the colors and things change. Yes, but slowly I'm going from, like, including color to gray, no. black, 
No. A darker gray. Uh-uh. A little lighter black. No, sir. Black. No, thank black. you. No, black. thank you. Black. No. Black, black and yellow. Black, black and yellow. Black <laughs> and yellow. Black. I, I thought we were doing like a name that tune. We're not. Um, we're not. No, I don't want you to have the same outfit. I care too much about clothes for you to have the same outfit every day. But I read that like high performers who spend less time wasting time on decisions in the morning are awesome. I feel like I have decision fatigue all the time. And then someone asks like, well, what do you want for lunch? And my brain literally explodes. A gray. Runs out of my ears. A gray v-neck. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I just, I care. Nordstrom sells good life. Well, thanks Uh, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. I think it is from, I think it is from Nordy's. Hey, guess what? It's a soft cotton. minutes. I, I apologize you, if this is your first time hanging out with us and you thought we were going to preach. Shannon said donate your clothes to the homeless or people who are trying to get jobs. 100%. I promise you, Shannon, every single shirt that has ever gone out of our closet has mm-hmm. gone. There was an awesome organization in LA that was about like, one, like one you could get like a, a haircut and cleaned up, mm-hmm. but then also a shirt and a suit. Um, for sure. Yes, yep. of course. Of course, of course, yes. Uh, it's, it's time for Q&A. It's Q&A time. Q&A Thursday. We're, I'm going to put this. the last five minutes of every episode doing questions. This right. topic is off the table. What? Any more conversation about Chia our seats? closets. Oh, closets? Yeah, oh. we're done with closet questions. We organize our closets like with question I just, mark, question no, mark, question I mark. just said no more closet questions. No, no. This that is, is the first file. question you went yeah, to. of course we organize our closets. What are you talking about? Is that a real question? Yeah, we organize our closets. Have since the beginning of closets. It makes you feel less stressed out. Because you go in and you're like, oh, where's that thing? How do you find it's right there? How do you find a a, a gray beanie? Also, how do you know what you need and don't need? How do you know, like, oh man, I I, all these clothes are too big. Like, I I shouldn't be wearing that size anymore. Like, how do you know if you're not organized? If you guys don't know this, if you haven't got this from me yet organization is like the center of everything, everything in our life. If you're not organized, how can you do all the things? Pantry, refrigerator, drawers, computer, like it's all organized because there's so many things going on. And when things aren't, um, in some kind of order, it makes me feel like I'm out of control. Like, like in flash dance, I'm just I don't know why flash dance was what went to my mind, but when do rise tickets go on sale? Thank you for asking. The answer is October. Um, Are you guys drinking alcohol this morning? Not this morning. Is that a real question too? (laughs) No, sis. Dare. We're just always this fun. We're always this energetic. Will rise be in theaters ever again? It will be. Maybe. Uh, We're working on it. uh, Coming back in January. Um... Let's see. Where can you buy the gratitude journal? It is coming. It's going to be on sale here in about two weeks worth of time. Yep. It's coming soon. And the information will go out about journals, about rise tickets everywhere. All of our stuff comes out first to our email subscribers. I send an email every Sunday, a little bit of motivation, a little bit of fun, a little bit of what I'm loving right now. Um, so if you are not already on our email, well, dang it, you should be. Uh, it's thechicsite.com forward slash email. Yes. Um, do, how many times a week do you work out in a perfect world every single day? Seven days a week. 
breaking a sweat seven days a week. Because when, and it's not always at the gym, sometimes it's just going on a run or taking the baby on a walk or you know playing in the backyard with the kids, but breaking a sweat seven days a week is how you keep your energy up. It's how you stay healthy, it's how I feel strong, like mentally, physically, the whole thing. How do you deal with negative comments? One, we do not read them. Two, yeah. if I accidentally see them, I use them as fuel, they make me stronger, and I am better for having Yeah, if someone wants to spend time saying something negative about you, that says a lot more about them than it does about you. I feel sad. Um, someone else's opinion is... None, None of, of your, your business. business. Sad like for you. End with a little read of, uh, of the book. Oh, someone who's saying something mean? Yeah, well, it's just like, when you gotta drop the F this early in the day, it, it feels like you've already chosen to have a bad day. I have. Keep, keep, keep that to yourself. He can't hear me anymore because I've just banned him blocked for him. life. He's been blocked. Good times. Um, you um, keep answering questions. I'm going to find a part of the new book to read because people tend uh, to like... What that. face moisturizer do you use, Rachel? She uses lotion. Oh, I do like something. Uh, I'm, I'm answering questions. Yeah, like you it. do okay, this. Okay. Uh, uh, what time do we get up in the morning? 5 a.m. every single morning. That's when we get up. Houston, we be coming this way? Houston is one of the cities on the Girl Stop Apologizing tour. Uh, it will be announced very, very shortly. Can you post your website to sign up for emails? You go to thechicsite.com. C-H-I-C dot C-H-I-C, thechicsite.com forward slash email. Go ahead and head over there. Drop your name into the list. Uh, Dave, were you always supportive of Rachel's goals? Yes. I've always been supportive of Rachel's goals. I love Rachel. And I was attracted to her, uh, not just because of her pretty hair and her beautiful eyes, but because of her ambition and the fact that she knew very early on that she was on this earth to change it. Uh, when will you, when will the book be released? Girls Stop Apologizing, March 12th, March 12th. 2019. Uh, what is your morning routine? Oh, sorry. That's ready actually, to... I'm ready. All right, I'm Rachel's going to read a little bit of Girls Stop Apologizing. Girls Stop Apologizing. Girls Stop Apologizing, the next book from number one New York Times bestselling author, Miss Rachel Hollis. Here this book comes out on March 12, 2019. This book is available for pre-order as we speak on Amazon. It's also available on Audible, where it will be read, as you're about to hear, by the woman who's about to read. Ladies and gentlemen, yes. please remove your hats and stand. No, nope. do not do that. Do do not do that. Driving. So here's what I will say. If you don't already know the structure of Girl Stop Apologizing, I wanted to write a book about how you actually achieve a goal. Either a personal goal like running a marathon or a professional goal like growing your business or getting hired to the job of your dreams. I wanted to write how. So the book is called Girl, Stop Apologizing. And the tagline is a shame-free guide for embracing and achieving your goals. The book is broken up into three sections. The first section is excuses to let go of. Excuses to let go of. Can I get a witness? Hello. The second thing is behaviors to adopt. These are the habits and behaviors you are going to need to adopt if you want to achieve your goal. And the third thing is skills to acquire. In all of these things, these are choices you make, not just something you're magically born with. And in the last section, skills to acquire, one of the skills that you need to acquire is 
positivity. Ah. Positivity. You didn't think I was going to go there, but I am. I did not. So I'm going to read from the chapter on positivity. <clears throat> I once lived through 52 hours of labor. 50 freaking two hours. I will never let my firstborn forget about this as long as I live. In fact, even after I'm gone, I'm planning to arrange it so someone sends him an occasional reminder of this fact, like those men who pay for a florist to deliver flowers every year on their wife's birthday, even after they're dead. <laughs> anyway, it was the worst. It was so hard and exhausting and painful, and the nurses only let me have popsicles or jello or chicken broth. It took forever to get to the time to push. Anyone who has lived through a similar experience will vouch for me. You wait and wait and wait, and just when it seems like you'll probably stay pregnant forever, they announce that it's time to push. Time to push. For me, the time to push came so much later than anticipated that the epidural had started to wear off. Yes, epidural. You didn't think I went through two days of labor without drugs, did you? No. I am not that heroic. I utilized the anesthesiologists and all the good drugs they wanted to offer me, but by go time, the pain was creeping back in. The nurses asked me if I wanted another dose, but I had read all kinds of horror stories about women who couldn't push because the meds were too strong and I didn't want anything to slow us down further. So, like a true and proper martyr, I bravely told them I would push Jackson out without drugs. That's, that's Almost cool. immediately, I knew I had made a grave, grave mistake. The pain was bad enough just lying there, but when I actually tried to push for the first time, it felt like Satan had stuck a flaming pitchfork right up inside of me and then given it a quarter turn to the right. JK, I told everyone in the room, <clears throat> I do in fact want those drugs just as fast as the IVs can carry them to my spinal column. The nurse pressed a button, the staff made some phone calls, they whispered amongst themselves, and then they looked at me with sad eyes. We're so sorry. Both of our anesthesiologists are in C-sections. There's no one available to administer another dose. I totally lost my, there. What? No more drugs? No more numbing, just me and Satan's pitchfork? My heart broke right along with my perineum. I wanted you to do a fit take so bad. I think it's the funniest line I've ever written in my whole life. My uh, heart broke right along with my perineum is the funniest thing I've ever written. It's so early oh, for that no, line. No, it's not. I'm not done. Oh. I was in so much pain and I was so exhausted that I felt kind of delusional. I had no control over what was happening to me and had no way to escape it. I felt like no matter how many times I pushed, Jackson wouldn't come out. His heart rate began to drop and the doctor started talking about there being too much stress on him and how maybe we'd have to do a C-section. Oddly, in the midst of utter panic, I had the greatest moment of clarity of my life. I knew I had to get Jackson out safely and calmly and in order to do that, I had to find a way to rise above the pain. 
I went from crying and freaking out to silent and focused. I didn't speak to Dave or my mom or the nurses or the doctors. I don't think I made another sound or even looked in anyone's direction. I was deeply inside my head, caught somewhere between fervent prayer and internal motivational speak to my un, uh, an internal motivational speech to my unborn child. When Jackson Cage Hollis came screaming into the world an hour later, I don't know which of us was more exhausted. I do know that all the pain I'd been riding above came crashing back in a tidal wave so intense, I still can't believe I managed to ignore it for so long. It's one of the greatest reminders I have in my life that you can choose your attitude, your focus, and your intentions for any situation, no matter what it is. The choice is often the difference between joy and suffering. You can drink the water and wake up early and have a plan and work on it every day. But if you don't have the right attitude, you're dead in the water. All right, fine, maybe dead in the water is a little dramatic, but I get pretty dramatic about mindset and attitude and reaching for positivity because it matters so dang much. When my children are acting insane and the house is thrashed and I'm seriously contemplating running away with the circus or drinking an entire box of wine, forcing myself to have a positive attitude is what saves me. When my book is due, like right now, this book was due yesterday and yet I'm still here writing it and work is overwhelming and my travel schedule is bananas, choosing to find the positive in every bit is how I stay happy. Happy, not just sane, not just okay, not just getting by, but happy. I am happy and appreciative and feeling blessed 90% of the time. And that's not because my life is unfolding in a way that makes that easy. I am one of the happiest gals you know because I choose it every single day. I choose to practice gratitude. I choose to surround myself with things and people who support positivity. I regulate my thoughts because those thoughts control my feelings. Preach. Come on. And just keep reading forever, but I won't. I mean, come on. Guys, that is from the positivity chapter in Girl, Stop Apologizing <sighs> with the funniest line I've ever written in my writing career. Karen Mee. I am so glad that you got that, David. Goodness gracious. Um, all right, you guys. We are going to go now. We're going to go. Because we have to. we got a busy day. We have a busy day of phone calls, and we also have to go through everything for the Rise Together conference. If you are not attending the conference, I know a bunch of you were bummed that you were not able to grab tickets before it sold out. Don't worry. We are going to be Insta-storing the heck out of this weekend. You can find it on at letsrise.co, at Miss Rachel Hollis, at Mr. Dave Hollis. It's going to be awesome. Dude. We hope you join us. Have a fantastic, what day of the week is it? Thursday? Today's Thursday. Have a great Thursday, guys. Have a great and we'll Thursday. see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die. <laughs>